It's time for the So She Did Podcast, where we discuss how you can live a life that sets your soul on fire. By focusing on your passions, finding and staying intensely motivated, dealing with the pressures and responsibility of everyday life, and realizing your full potential so that you can achieve excellence both professionally and personally. Directly from the So She Did studio in Denver, Colorado, please welcome your hostess, leadership expert, life coach, corporate sales leader, and author, Kristen Esparza. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me, Kristen Esparza, on today's episode of the So She Did podcast. I am delighted to have today's guest on the show. She is a certified business and sales coach, an author, and a facilitator. I would like to welcome Nefetiria to the show. Hi, Nefetiria, how are you? Hello, thank you so much for having me. Yes, I am, like I said, I'm delighted to have you on the show today because what we're gonna be talking about is something that I think a lot of our listeners are tuning in to hear. In the past episodes, we've talked about health and wellness, we've talked about financial health, we've talked even about hypnosis and some of the things that we can do to get better and grow. Um, But today, we are going to jump into the nuts and bolts of taking action. And one of the reasons that I'm so excited to have you on the show is that you specialize in business coaching, in sales coaching, and helping people go from idea to implementation. And that is a huge jump that I think if more women took, I think they would be really surprised at what they're actually capable of and their results. So thanks so much for joining me today. Yes, yes, yes. I want you to know I did download your book to my Kindle. Um, and okay, I, awesome. Yes, I read it this Thank last you. week. So Nefetiria has a book for those of you who are listening called ACT, Activate Faith, Commit to a Plan, Take Action That Will Change Your Life. And I recommend this book for anybody who is at a place where they're kind of stuck. What do I do? Am I serving myself? Am I meeting my potential or are there things that I could add or that I could take away from my life or from my business plan to make it better. So I think this is a really, really good topic for us to cover today. And I want to literally just jump into it. (laughs) (laughs) Way to act. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just segue just like that. So one of the things that you talk a lot about is taking initiative. And you and I, when we first talked, I mentioned that there are so many women that are out there today with big dreams, huge dreams. They wanna leave the cubicle, they want to start a business, they wanna just jump, but they're kind of stuck at the idea phase. It's almost like a a pie in the sky dream. So talk to me about your experience working with women like that and how do they get initiative to just do it? So I think when they um, thinking about and just have the idea is because it's just the idea, right? When we start putting some concrete plans into place, really thinking about who is this uh, service going to serve? What does that person need? How would you package that? How will you sell it? And we really get into the nuts and bolts of taking it from an idea to trying to start structuring how it can be a business. Then I think that helps it to become more real to them. Because mm-hmm. then during that process, they can decide, is this something that I really want to do? Because running a business is not for the faint of heart. It's not for everybody. Some people do still need to stay at their job and that's okay. I don't think it's anything wrong with the job. But I think once you take that idea and really start 
start breaking it down and getting clear on who that service is for, who that product is for. How are you going to package whatever you're providing for them? How are you going to sell it? How do you answer the question? What do you do? How do you close in sales conversation and getting confident in those things and really start making this thing tangible for them? Then that's when they can look at this and say, you know what? I think I can do this. I think I, I can really do this. Or they say, you know what? This is more than what meets the eye. I think I'd be better off as continuing my job. And either way, it's okay. And you know what? I think that what you just said is really important um, because a lot of times we do have these dreams and we envision the end product, right? We envision ourselves quitting our job and making all of this money and we forget about the 535 steps that have to happen. <laughs> Right, before absolutely. we get there, before we get there and we see our friends or our colleagues or people on social media that appear to be overnight sensations. If mm -hmm. you, you know, I do not believe for a second that anybody is an overnight sensation unless somebody gave them a million dollars to get started. <laughs> but for the most part, there's a lot of work that happens behind the scenes. So talk to me about when, when the women start thinking, I've got this great idea, and then right. they go ask themselves the questions, okay, who am I going to serve? What are the steps that I need to take? What does marketing look like? What does my budget look like? All of the sudden, it becomes overwhelming. That's a lot to think about. I just really want to quit my job and be rich. <laughs> <laughs> So how do you bring them back to earth and say, okay, this is a dream that's worthwhile, but let's talk about those steps and focus on the step in front of us rather than, you know, Oz at the end of the Yellow Brick Road. Yes. And I think having that conversation, having the conversation that, like you said, if they see the overnight successes online, having the conversation, what happens if you quit your job today and you don't make a dollar for three months, three years, three, you know, what, you know, just make, make it as extreme as possible. What happens? Yeah. Does that affect your marriage? Does that affect anybody that you have a financial responsibility to? Mm -hmm. If it doesn't work or if it doesn't work right away. And I think not just giving them the steps, but also having them ask themselves their smart, those hard questions and really look at that. Because that's one of the things I really also talk about is that if you share financial responsibility with someone, you need to have a conversation. Because just because you put up the website, just because you are great at what you do, your gift is brilliant, and you can help so many people does not mean that right away, you're going to bring cash into your business. And how is your whoever you share financial responsibility, whether that's a spouse or a kid or a mom, a parent, you know, if money is not coming in, then what happens? Right. So and I, I ask those hard questions because we have to bring it to reality. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And I think and that's really important because if you can't pay your bills, then you're not mm -hmm. going to be able to focus on your business. But if you find a way to balance both and make sure that you're still being responsible to those you have an obligation to, I mean, right. if we put it on the flip side, imagine somebody's married and their husband decides he's going to quit his job and start a new business, pours all the family resources into it, and then it fails, it flops. We hear about these stories in history where this happens. Um, mm -hmm. Same thing goes now for women because in most households, women are, um, you know, they are bringing money into the household and increasingly right. we're seeing that women are the breadwinners of the family because we're more likely to be college educated at this point in this country. And so mm -hmm. there are financial considerations um, that I think everybody needs to realistically look at. But at the same time, there's a place for risk. 
there's a place for saying, you know what, I believe in this. I'm, I'm confident that this is something that I can do and I know it's going to take a lot of work and there are going to be a lot of steps involved, but this is something I believe I've been called to do, so I'm going to try. How do we then limit our own self-limiting beliefs where we think, okay, I, you know, this is a great idea. I don't know if I'm the one to do it. I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I'm smart enough. I don't know if I'm business savvy enough. Well, with all of that, that's just, just got some inner work that you're going to have to do on yourself, right? And yeah. sometimes it's just about changing the conversation. Yeah. I am smart enough. Go look at the things that you have accomplished in the past or go gain the new skill that you feel that you're missing to be able to be a success go learn to sell if that's what you need to do go take a marketing class at your local community college or whatever so i would think that if you're having those limited beliefs that you need to change the conversation me personally i'm a christian so i find scriptures to to overcome whatever i may be personally dealing with if it's something that's fear like he says fear not yeah. Right. So I, I find scriptures to stand on. Some people find affirmations. So start saying your I am statements. Flip what you've been saying to yourself. Flip the conversation you're having with yourself. And also, if you feel like you need to increase your skill set, maybe that's true. And then you go and do something to increase your skill set. One of the things that you said in the book that I liked, and I'm, you know, you did mention now that you're a Christian and your book is very Christian based. Some of our listeners <laughs> may be, may not be. But I think that one of the practices that you talked about in the book could be very powerful, regardless of one. One's religious background and that's waking up every morning and being grateful for things um, being yes. you know expressing gratitude and to you this was saying thanks to God for somebody who's yes. not as religious it may just be you know thankful to the universe thank you to you know to to themselves to whatever it is for sometimes mm -hmm. even just the small things like I woke up today I woke Absolutely. up today and one of the, the things that you wrote in the book that really put it in perspective for me was there are some people who woke up today homeless, who woke up today without a job, without the opportunity to dream because it really is not feasible for them. So talk to me about in your personal life, how a practice of gratitude has helped you become more resilient and aware of the things that you have access to. It's for me, me starting to express gratitude helped me not to complain. It helped me to see that the grass is not always green on the other side. Somebody has it a lot worse, mm -hmm. right? So something as simple as complaining about filling the gas tank, I started changing the conversation. Well, God, I'm thankful that I have a car. I'm thankful I have money to fill a gas tank, right? Because yeah. it could be something different. I'm complaining about filling a gas tank, but I could not have the money or not even a car to fill, to have a gas yeah, tank. You could not have a gas fill. tank. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So for me, it was when I started to embrace being thankful to God for everything is because I found myself in a place where I was complaining about things, whether small or big, just not being um, happy for where I'm currently was because maybe I hadn't obtained whatever goals or dreams or status that I felt I wanted or wanted to attain by a certain age or by a certain whatever. And I said, you know what? I'm going to stop this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because people, there are some people that have it worse. I may not be where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. There you so go. Yeah. I, I just definitely just started to switch those complaining to opportunities to give thanks to God. And one of the things that I think is incredibly powerful, and this has been a practice that I've been working on myself lately, and you wrote it in here perfectly in one of your action steps. You said, take 60 seconds to give thanks. 
If you feel you can, go a step further and give thanks for everything you've complained about or is bothering you. And I love that. I love <laughs> yes. that because I found for myself the struggles that I have had ultimately brought me to a better place. And mm -hmm. in my complaining or crying or whining or having an adult temper tantrum about those things, because we've all been there, right? We've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. But in my complaining, I stopped seeing opportunity in the challenges. And the challenges right. really, really are the things that make us better, that make us stronger, that make us more resilient so that on the other side, when we get to whatever it is that's waiting for us, we're prepared for that. So do you think our challenges prepare us for the next step? Absolutely, absolutely. I definitely think that, like you said, if Let's just say if you want to get, you know, speaking engagements or something like that and you feel like, well, nobody, I'm pitching people and they're not, you know, nobody's accepting my pitch. Well, maybe you need to build your own stage. Maybe you need to host your own events and be the main, be the main speaker on your own stage. So I definitely think sometimes when we complain about stuff, it's, a, it's definitely an opportunity for us to stretch ourselves, to step out on faith, to see how we can change it ourselves. What can we do about it? Because at the end of the day, we can only control ourselves. Yeah. So if we take the time to say, okay, using that example, I've been pitching myself and I'm not getting the opportunities. What can I now do? Sometimes it could be, you know, redoing the pitch or asking for some help for that. It could be, you know, up, upping your skills in speaking or, and it could be now you host your own events and speak on your own stage. I love that. Create your own <laughs> stage, create your own stage. Because so often I think that we wait for the opportunity to present itself to us. And I talked a little bit about this in my financial episode, but for the listeners who didn't hear, very often we're waiting for our boss to give us the promotion. Why not walk in the office and ask for it? We're waiting for the, the raise. Why not walk in there and ask for it? And if the answer is no, then instead of hanging out and thinking, you know what I wanna do, I'm just gonna work harder until I prove that I'm worth it. Why don't you believe that you're worth it now and go find a job that's going to pay you what you're worth? You know, I think very often we get stuck in these, again, self-limiting beliefs where we're waiting for somebody else to hand something to us instead of going out there and seizing it for ourselves and creating the opportunity for ourselves. And I think that that is what sets apart good business people from great business people, um, good women from these strong women that you see out there. I mean, if you look at some of the women who have gone from, from zero to a hundred, these are people who created their own platform. And we're not just talking about speakers and authors, but even just in the business world, these women who are now at the top and they're CEOs and they're at the top of their game, they have gone in and seized these opportunities for themselves. Yes. Remind me now, what's the name of your business? Go get it, Inc. I love it. <laughs> Go get it, Inc. And I like that you didn't name that. Sit there and wait for it, Inc. <laughs> because nobody's no, going to sit there and wait for it. You've got to go get it. So what Absolutely. do you think, besides business, what are the big things that women need to go get in their life? Oh, that is a great question besides what they need to go get in their business mm -hmm. um what do they need to go get i'm going to say they need to get a relationship with christ okay 
and trust them in all things. I think they need to go get anything that they ever desired to have Mm -hmm. or try. Even myself personally, I went, I always wanted to take, um, Taekwondo or martial arts class when I was little. I was probably 30 some years old before I went and went and took a class. I did decide it wasn't for me. However, I went and got it and and to to, to see like, so dig deep. I even went to um, go and try to learn how to ride a motorcycle because that was a 20 year old nephew dream and decided I'd rather just be a sexy accessory on the back of my husband. (laughs) That wasn't for me either. (laughs) So I would just definitely tell them, one always go get a relationship with Christ. Uh-huh. It's not necessarily about what church, what religion, but get your own relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And then think about some of those dreams that you put on the back burner or life. And you always said one day, someday, go out there and get them. And it's okay if you decide you don't like them, but at least you gave yourself an opportunity to really see if you really like that. Is that something that you still wanted to pursue? Or you know what? It was fun. Or it was nice to have them, but nah, that's not for me now. And be okay with that too. Yeah. That's what grown women do. That, that's what grown women do. And I like that because sometimes <laughs> we get stuck in our teenage mentality where again, we're waiting for somebody to hand something to us. I think it's also important that we go get healthy relationships. And one of the things that you read in your book is, that you wrote in your book is, as difficult as it was, there finally came a time when I had to admit that some people in my life were just wrong people for me. They didn't understand that I had ambitions beyond simply hanging out. These people were not beneficial in my life. I didn't judge their choices nor the ways that they spent their time, but their choices were not my choices. And I knew my goals and what it would take to achieve them. So very often we talk about the things that we need to go get, the things that we need to have in our lives, the things that we need to achieve. And we forget sometimes that in order to get and achieve those things, there comes a process of elimination. There comes what is no longer serving me. And that's not from a selfish point, but that's this is where I was, this is where I'm going, and this doesn't fit that. Yes. So can you talk to me a little bit more about either your personal experiences or the experiences of people you've worked with in regards to that? Yes. Sometimes you have, you meet people online and they become your business besties or you meet people that you, you know, because you came from a world where nobody's necessarily looking to leave their job and start a business or even start a business. They're happy with their career choice that they have made. And so when you do find people that are like-minded like you or doing the same things, you tend to gravitate to them. And what what I have found sometimes that I had to disconnect from some, or at least for a little while, because I found myself spending a lot of time supporting them in their business, but that mm-hmm. was taking away time from my business, whether it was just watching their live and saying hello or participating in their challenge or whatever it was to support them but what I found is that was taking time away from my business and I wasn't necessarily getting the same support in return so even so even the intention of it being a good thing sometimes you do have to assess and see is this the right relationship for where I'm at now is it taking too much time away from what it is that I need to focus on how can I support them without giving them all of the business hours which are already limited Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and still support them. So I definitely think that. I also think if you're possibly in a relationship, marriage is different, but if you're in a relationship and the person you're in a relationship is not supportive of your dreams, then that's all. Following your dreams, going to get your dreams is 
a whole thing in itself. Yeah. A whole lot of emotions in itself. Now to have somebody that you love and respect that don't support it, that to me, then we need to have a conversation, right? Yeah. Because you can't have that additional baggage, if you will. Now, I'm not telling yeah. nobody to leave your spouse or leave your relationship. Right. All I'm saying is you have to, you know, covet and be mindful of your circle of influence or who you have around you. You want people that's pouring into you as well as people that you can pour into, not people that's always taking yes. or behind the scenes wishing you bad. Yes. So, so I will tell you, I, I'll be a little bit vulnerable here. I had a personal experience with that. I had a friend that I've known since I was about two years old. Our parents used to go bowling together. We grew up together. Um, she went to another school, came back in fifth grade. We immediately became good friends and stayed friends all the way through adulthood. As we got older, um, we, we took two kind of different paths in life. I got married and I had three kids. She had a, a son and then her son's father passed away in a car accident. And I was there as much as I could be for her and for him. Um, I would babysit him all the time so she could go out and do her thing because she was a single mom. And she never reciprocated. She never offered to watch my kids. I think that she thought, well, she's married and she's got a good job. She doesn't need my help. And about three years ago, when I moved to Colorado, I divorced my husband of 18 years. I moved here and she was going through some personal issues at the time um, that out of respect for her, I won't share here. And I, I wasn't really there for her for those things. And at the time, I don't think she realized what I was going through in my marriage and how rough it was and that I was moving to another state. So when I moved to Colorado, um, called her a couple weeks after I had gotten settled here, she didn't take my call and she stopped taking my calls. And it was the best thing that could have happened to me because being friends for 20 plus years, I never would have ended that relationship. But to your point, it was one where I was constantly pouring into this relationship and never getting anything back. I feel like I never got anything back from her. And so while it was hurtful at the time, I think it was the best thing that could have happened to me because, you know, my I was going through so much emotionally that I could not have been there for her. Um, and she had never been there for me. And it just felt like this very imbalanced relationship and it had been for years. Um, mm -hmm. And again, I think that, you know, her perception was, well, she's got it all together and she's married and she doesn't need me. But at the same time, I ended up being the babysitter and, you know, the one that would pick up the phone in the middle of the night or when she would get herself in a troublesome relationship, would talk her through it. But I never mm -hmm. got that back from her. And it was a really tough, tough thing to let it go. Um, but recently I realized that was a relationship from middle school. And now I'm a, I'm a grown up, to your point, right? This is what grown up <laughs> women do. And that right. relationship, she was just not on the same path or growing the same way that I was. And it, it's better that it's ended now. So um, we talk about what it looks like to just jump, to just take moves, to just kind of rip the Band-Aid off and go forward. Is there ever a time um, when you should go, even if you feel like you're not ready? Yes. Okay, let's because talk about that. Because sometimes you're never gonna, you're, in your head, you may never be ready. Yes. 
in your head, I need one more certification. I need one more practice. I need one more training. I need one more, one more, one more. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just have to jump. Yes. And it, it don't always have to be a big jump. Sometimes you, you write the email that you may feel difficult. Maybe you're raising your prices or maybe you have to release a client because it's no longer serving you or them. Yep. And it may be difficult to write that email and you combed over, prayed about it, wrote the email, but you won't send the button. Sometimes right. you just got to hit the send button yeah. and, and, and let, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. So I definitely think... Um, sometimes we could you can talk yourself out of anything right so yeah. you're not you may not ever be ready for whatever the thing is and sometimes you just have to take the jump and trust so when you're talking about starting a business or going into sales or doing something different in in the business world what mm-hmm. are some tangible steps that women should take to get started so first first step would be ex- assess your current talent mm-hmm Look at your work experience, look what you're naturally good at, and sometimes just and, and see what you can see yourself doing day in and day out as maybe a possible business for you that could possibly be a tangible business for you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're really considering leaving your full-time job to pursue full-time entrepreneurship, I go back to the finances. Have a conversation with anyone you share financial responsibilities with yes, and yes. what that would mm-hmm. look like when we're now down to one salary. Mm-hmm. What does that look like if I don't make money? right away what does that look like in terms of time what does that look like in terms of responsibilities with the children so have those conversations um, with the person Mm -hmm. also once you have assessed what your your experience or your gift is and you're thinking you want a business I say try it first before Mm -hmm. you hang a shingle before you build a website before you get a logo before you do a business here any of those things find three friends or associates that you can you know, get some practice with if it's coaching, you know, share that product with them, let them give you feedback on packaging, what the product did, what it didn't do, what they like, and really try to get some good information to really see and some experience because clarity comes through action. So if you take the Love time that. to- Clarity comes through action. Hold on, I'm, I'm digesting this. Clarity Absolutely. comes through action. Okay, I got it. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. So clarity comes through action. So one, assess what you're good at. Two, talk over financial responsibility, time responsibility, anybody that is used to you being at their every beck and call. And then try it first. Yeah. Before you invest any money, before you take any leap. You know, if it's a service based, fine. You you know, three people that you can practice the service on just for feedback, for testimonials to kind of see, oh, I thought people wanted this, but maybe they don't. If it's a product, you know, gift it to some people and say, hey, I'm creating this product. I want you to try it out. Let me know what you think about it before you start investing any money. Let's really see if this is something viable. Let's really see how you're going to react if people be like, that product was trash. Yes, I love that. (laughs) And I think it's such good advice because very often we think of, we have these big dreams, like I mentioned, and we can get from point A to point B. But to get from point A to Z, where you're successful, there's a lot of steps that come in the middle. And I really love that you're suggesting and that you're reminding women, don't just go out there and invest a bunch of money, invest a bunch of time, quit your job. Don't jump off a cliff, right? right. Jump into 
a pool that you're going to be able to swim in. There's some, there's a difference between the two when we talk about just jumping. You can take a risk, but it has to be, and, and all smart business women know this, it has to be a calculated risk where you know you are not going to lose beyond what you can afford to lose. Absolutely. And I think it's it's really, really critical. And one of the things that you talk about in your book, and I love this because, and I'm probably going to make some people mad out there, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> there's this new idea that I am going to manifest things. I am going to think about what I want, and it's magically going to appear. Or where if you're religious, you see God as this great big genie in the sky. I'm going to pray, and God is going to give me exactly what I asked for, exactly the way I wanted, delivered up at my door like dominoes, right? That doesn't happen. And what right. you wrote in your book, and I think this is so, so powerful, is don't think, for example, that you can pray for your business to flourish, but then take no steps of your own, such as advertising or formulating a business plan to help it along. God may lead the right customers to read the newspaper or magazine, but if your ad isn't in the newspaper or magazine, they won't see it. <laughs> they won't see right. it. So we yes. have to take action. So we talked about first you got to jump. You have to say, be able to verbalize, tell people, I have an idea. This is what I want to do. Will you give me feedback? That's jumping. And then when you get that positive feedback, now we've got to take action. Now we have to do something about it. Um, what does it mean to truly take action? Now you've got the feedback. Your business seems to be good. You've had some clients. If you're a coach or your product, you know, you've gotten really good feedback on it. What do you do next? Okay. So now that you've gotten that feedback, now we need to start making sure you're pricing it correctly. Cause more mm -hmm. than likely you let those people, you did it complimentary, right? Yeah. So, so it's easy for people to say yes to free. Now let's put a price tag to that thing, yeah. right? Yeah. And let's see if you can sell it at whatever price tag you're comfortable with pricing it at that time. So that would be the next thing. So you got, you got feedback, whether good or bad. If it was bad, then you tweak accordingly. Doesn't mean you have to throw the whole thing away. You just tweak what they feed, gave you feedback on. Yeah. Now let's put a price to it. Now let's put a price to it and see if you can get somebody to buy it at the, whatever price point you decide. Yeah. So then they're, then they're ready to buy it and now you've got to implement. And so one of the things I also want women to hear when you're thinking about starting your own business, um, I'll just take an example, candles, making candles, for example, mm -hmm. okay, you want to make candles. This is your business idea. Of right. course, you have to be good at making candles, but you also have to be good at sales. You have to be good at marketing. You have to be good at budgeting. You have to understand finance. You have to understand all of those things. Otherwise, you're going to end up with a kitchen full of candles and nobody to buy them. Right. right. And I see this happen all the time um, where women have this, this great idea, but they haven't learned or built the business skills behind them or they think their product is just so good that the business skills don't matter and that's just false you still have to be able to sell a product and you know I everybody knows that listens to this show I do come from the corporate sales world and so sales is my bread and butter it is what I eat breathe and sleep I love sales um, but I think that in order for women to understand if you want to start a business whether you're selling a service or a product you're selling something and you've got to be a fully rounded um, business professional to do that. Not to say that you can't learn as you go, because very often we do learn as we go. And sometimes that's the best learning, but you have to have a direction and know this is, this is where I'm going. 
So right. now your business starts to take off. I think what ends up happening is most people expect that their business is going to be more successful initially than it is. And what separates the businesses that make it from the ones that don't are the ones that keep going. So yes. we talked about you jump, then you take action, and now you've got to have consistency. And when you and I talked the first time, I love what you said. You said people often give up right before they were going to make it. Why? Why do they do that? They're tired. Yeah. It's full transparency. They yeah. might have been gone. They probably already exceeded whatever time frame they had in their head. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know what? It's not working. It, I, I can't put any exhaust any more energy. I can't exhaust any more money. And that's when they got to just dig in their heels yep. and trust. And it will work out. Yes. Now, I'm not saying necessarily wait no crazy amount of time. Right. But when you are you know, feeling like this is it. I'm going to get a job. I'm not doing this no more. I, I'm over it. That is when you need to dig in because you're right there. You're right you there. Right there. Yes. <laughs> so do you think it's ever okay to give up? Yes. Okay, good. I, I'm glad for that truthful yes. answer. So tell me, when would it be okay to give up? When you, when... Using that same example, right? So mm -hmm. maybe you said, you know what? I'm going I'm to pitch myself to podcasts for a year. I should be able to get X amount of podcasts. It's been a year. You haven't got that many podcasts. You might not even have gotten no return, right? Mm -hmm. So then, okay, we're, we're using our same step and we say, you know what? I could be right on the cusp, right? And then I might That next one I pitch may have whatever amount of views, whatever amount of downloads. That's going to be the one. So you dig in, right? Yeah. And then maybe you decide, you know what? I dug in. I did get the one that had a lot of downloads or a lot of followers. But maybe I just don't like being on podcasts no more. There or you maybe go. I want to try an, another marketing tactic for my business. Yeah. You know, I've done it for a year, whatever. I've gotten some good podcast interviews. I've gotten my brand awareness out there. Maybe it's time to try something new. So I think it's okay. I also think it's okay to give up if it's not working. Yeah. And you have to be watching it, watching your matrix, tracking your stuff and seeing if it's not working, right? right. It, it's okay to give up if it's not working. And I think that not, it's not working in your time frame, or no, I just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Like <laughs> you really have some data to be like, I've done this for this amount of time. This has been my result. But I'm doing, but I'm doing this over here and I'm getting a result. Take yeah. that, say, take that energy for the thing that's not giving you the result give up on that and then double the energy on the thing that's giving you the result. Right. So yes, I say it's okay to give up. So there are two things that you said that um, stood out to me. One is, especially being from the corporate world, I think that data-driven metrics are incredibly important no matter what you're doing. And so you don't know if you're successful or not if you haven't set a bar for yourself. So for those women out there who are looking to start their own business, um, you have to define what does success look like for me? Um, for the podcast example, is it 1,000 downloads per episode? For the candle example, is it 50 candles a month? You know, what is it that makes you successful so that you can measure yourself against very specific data? Um, because otherwise you can say, well, you know, it's not what I was hoping for. You shouldn't be hoping. You should have a very specific goal in mind. This is what I'm going to accomplish by this date. If you right. get there, great, it's successful. If you get close to it, then you can say, you know what, I learned and I think I can get there next month or whatever it is. 
and right. keep going. But to your point also, I do think it's okay to give up. And that goes not only for starting a business as an entrepreneur, but also our careers. People change careers so often um, throughout their lives. And it's so funny, I've got a son who is a freshman in college and he asked me, what should I major in? And you know, we're talking about his major. He decides he's going to major in political science. And those of us who are above a certain age know damn well that he is going to change his major four or five times before he graduates. <laughs> because he, he didn't know going into it. Now there are a few of his friends that know, hey, I wanna go into engineering. I wanna go into ag, whatever that is. He didn't know. So my hunch is the kid's probably gonna be in college for six years because he doesn't know what he wants and it's okay to change your mind. And so for him, I said, baby, you go and you learn. You have fun, you learn, and when you find something you like, stick with it. And if you don't like it, it's okay to change your mind and go a different direction. And I want our listeners to hear that too. If you find something that sets your soul on fire, that you wake up every single day and you cannot wait to do whatever it is, then you are on the right path. If you wake up every single day and you want to close your eyes and go back to bed, it ain't working for you, girlfriend. Do something different. It's not working for you. Do something different. And so it is completely okay. And it's not failure. It's not failure to make an intentional decision to do something else if it's not working for you. And I think that women need to hear that too, especially when we put it out there and we say, this is what I'm going to do. Right. And so often we won't claim it. We won't talk about it. We won't tell our friends. We won't tell our colleagues. We'll tell people online, complete strangers, but we don't want people to know about these big dreams because what if it doesn't work? So my question to the listeners is, so what if it doesn't work? You took a risk that I bet your friends and your colleagues and whatever are sitting there at home at night thinking they wish they had the courage to do. And I would much rather be branded as the person who had the courage to try something and it didn't work than be mm -hmm. the person who never tried at all. Right. You know? Totally agree. And do you think do you think that giving up is failure? I don't now. Good. I used to. Yes. I used to. Yes. I used to think that yeah, that I failed. And I just eventually just started saying, did I really, using the motorcycle example that we talked about earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I was a person that like, I can do this. Like I can drive a six years nowhere in the world that I shouldn't be able to handle this, yeah. but I couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. And I was scared to tell my husband because he's an avid rider. Mm -hmm. um, I was just like, I didn't even want, I didn't even want to acknowledge. I almost wanted like permission from him to be like, baby, it's okay if you can't ride. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I ain't mad at you. I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point, it felt like failure. Mm -hmm. And then I got to the point, just even with that, to being like, you know what? Well, people were like, well, what happened? I thought she was going to go learn to ride. My brother rode, his wife were like, we have all these family members. I was like, you know what? When I really sat down and thought about it, at the age that I am now, I'd rather have four doors or two doors. Thank you. I'd rather have climate <laughs> control. <laughs> and if I had a choice between two wheels and no climate control or four wheels and climate control, I'm picking that every time. There you and go. And so it's not for me. Yeah. And so I just started, you know, just being like, it's okay. It's not failure if it's not for you. Yeah. It's just not for you. And I think, too, that we have this idea that life is a straight line, right? You... Mm -hmm. You are with your family, then you grow up and you get married, you go to college, you get a job, you get a promotion, you retire, the end. Wherever that idea came from, squash it. 
squash it because life, our life is meant to be lived and it's meant to be experienced. Right. And sometimes there's a fork in the road and you go left and then you realize, you know what? I should have gone right. And you turn around, you come back and you go right. And you're still grateful that you went left to begin with because you learned so much along the journey. And at the end of right. this life, isn't that kind of what it's about? What did we learn? Who did we love? What did we give? And right. instead of, well, I went from point A to point B and I had the highest grade point average and I made the most money. And because at the end of the, the end of this life, we're all in the same spot, right? And it's not about yes. what we take with us. It's about what we leave behind us. So yes. do you want the listeners to come away with today? What's your big overarching message? Oh, so many good things, right? Um, and you can list them old, all. List them all. Okay. <laughs> okay. My big thing is definitely act. Using yes. the activate. Activate your faith. Commit to your plan and take action. Yes. Um, take action on whatever it is. You know, if it's something as simple as learning to ride a motorcycle or if it's something of owning a motorcycle business, whatever that is for you, take the action because clarity will come through action. And not until you take that idea or that dream and start putting it in place will you find those hiccups, will you find... Oh, that wouldn't work out the way it worked out in my mind or in my dream. Yeah. So definitely do that. Know that giving up does not mean failure. Mm -hmm. If we were riding down the street and we realized we missed the wrong turn, we'll find the quickest way to turn around. Think of your life in the same way. Yes. If you go and try something and you see that this is not working for you, turn it around. Yes. Reassess. Go a different way. Um, that is the kind of things that I want your audience to walk away from. And know it's okay to uh, give up on friendships that are no longer serving you yes yes let them go maybe they were for a reason in the season and that is done mm -hmm. i love all of that and they all all of these things that you just mentioned take courage they take courage for us to be honest with ourselves about what works for us and what doesn't it takes right. courage for us to admit sometimes that we made the wrong turn and this is this goes for in the car because when my <laughs> I'm driving the wrong way and my kids are like, where are you going? I was just kidding. I was just trying to see if you guys are paying attention. <laughs> but in the they were. It, it, but in the big we're gonna be late. We're yeah, we're gonna, gonna be late. <laughs> but in the big scheme of things, it's okay to say, you know what, I was going that way and it didn't work, so I turned around and I'm doing something else. It's okay. And nobody's as interested in your life as you are. We think people are thinking about us all the time. They're not. They're not. Um, so we might as well live the life that we're called to leave. So tell the listeners, how can they get in touch with you? So I'm on social media everywhere. Nefertaria Day. Um, they can connect with me on there on social media. And if they want to learn more about how to work with me, they can go to bit.ly forward slash book with Neff and schedule a discovery session there. All right. Wonderful. And the name of your book again? is how to act, act is an acronym for activate your faith, commit to a plan and take action that will change your life. And you can find it on Amazon. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, listeners, if you enjoyed this show, you can leave a comment on Anchor. You can also leave comments on YouTube. I do try to respond to every comment that I get right now. And we would love to hear from you. So thank you so much for being on the show, Nefeteria. And you guys have a great day. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for listening to the So She Did podcast. For more information, to be on the show, or to work directly with Kristen, please visit www.soshedidempire.com. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends on social media and leave a positive review. 
We would love to hear from you. 